is episode 181 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Mark Foster. Hello, everybody. Uh, this week, we are getting to a library fast, as we take on <laughs> um, the Da Vinci trilogy, that like the, the, the Robert, Robert Langdon, Langdon saga. Yes. Um, so we're going to be essentially doing retro reviews of the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons before... Uh, a review of the latest instalment, Inferno. Um, we've also uh, got some Twitter questions and, and stuff like that, but that will primarily be the focus. Um, but, 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 Mark, any anything um, on your mind that you want to express? Um, nothing that's probably liable. <laughs> okay, interesting. Oh, the the whole um, rhetoric that's come out uh, in the the wake of the uh, Chad Evans bullshit has kind of left, I think, a, a nasty taste in the mouth of of, of, uh, of, of British males um, who aren't dickheads and football uh, fans who aren't dickheads and people who use Twitter who aren't dickheads. Uh, and fathers who look at it and go, oh my god, my daughter's surrounded by dickheads. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> when you look at a post written by one of the fucking Rizzle Kicks and you think, do you know what? That, 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 that guy could come out of my house and have dinner. He seems nice. Mm. That, 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 in comparison to, you know, this horrendous walking fucking mess that is Chad Evans that seems to have loopholed his way through the <laughs> through the judicial system um, to clear his name of something that he may or may not have actually done, but doesn't stop what he actually did from being disgusting and absolutely reprehensible, uh, despite the fact that now people are going, ha, you see, we told you he's innocent. It, technically... Technically, he's innocent. It doesn't stop him from being a fucking arsehole. And, um, yeah, and so there's, there's, there's that as kind of... It just every time I see to go on Twitter now, I seem to look at it and think, do you know what? What, what happened when we used to just talk about, like, movies and funny things? Yeah, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's got to have an opinion about something. Yeah, it's just... It's... Oh, God. It, it, it's, it's, it's... I just... I kind of hope that, that at the at the end of this, at the end of 2016, the entire humanity could just go, can we draw a line under that? Can we just call that a blip? Can we say that it was, it was a bad year for everyone? Yeah, let's, I mean, God, let's just have Clinton get the presidency and then just call the rest of right off. Go into Christmas, have a good Christmas and New Year, and yeah. we'll just reset for 2017. Yeah, I'll just have that, yeah. you know, because can we just you know, pretend it didn't, it didn't happen? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it, void it. Just void it. Yeah. A big fucking red stamp in all the things and void it. Anything you did, 2016, don't matter. Just, just take it away and throw it away like a missing fucking book. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's not chat any more about that. But, um, no, let's not, because we don't want to be liable, no. because, you know, his, his, his girlfriend might bribe people with £50,000. Oh, did I say bribe? I meant ask for information uh, and offer £50,000 for it. That's weird, isn't it? Ringing, the, ringing an email in the same person five or six times to, to say, I've got £50,000 if you can 
find any more information. Oh, it's baffling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the man will be a footnote. You know what I mean? Like He, like, definitely... he is. He, he absolutely will be. It's just... The, the appalling thing is now is there will be now some girl sat there thinking, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go through the idea of actually reporting this because of that, and it's that is sad and disgusting the, the, the way that attitudes towards women in the past year have just decreased exponentially um, <laughs> because of the actions of a few idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frightening for people who are raising daughters, isn't it? Ian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to be quite the tyrannical father once Lottie gets old enough to be interested in boys and stuff like that. Because yeah. I know what I was like, you know, in in uni, I, I like I was uh, like my first year at uni, Jesus fucking Christ, I I, I was not, I, I was horrible. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, yep. but then it, I mean, it was only because I'd slimmed down quite a bit, and it was kind of like the first, the the first time I'd ever been attracted to girls, and it, I, it, it, it I, 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 I didn't. I, I mean, Christ, I didn't like do anything like Chad Evans or anything like that. It's just like I, I was maybe banging through girls a bit faster than you would, than you would deem socially responsible. Let's just that, um, that that I that I have no problem with, <laughs> you know. And it was, I mean, like it. I, I don't think any any girl ever had a problem with that or anything. And Jesus Christ, God knows, I got dumped off enough as well. So you know, hey, it like I'm, I'm making myself sound guilty weirdly, and I, I'm not I mean don't to. think well, I think everybody understands what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, uh, like lock and key with Lottie, lock and key when she's older. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, well, let's. I don't think I have any trailers to talk about. I think there's one you might want to talk about. Oh really? Um, Jesus, remind me. Uh, Rogue oh, One. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I, I had two. We'll get to Rogue One in a second. Yeah, have you on. watched the Army of One trailer? The what? Sorry. Have you watched the trailer for the Army of One? No. Do you know what it's about? No, I, no, tell me, tell me. Army of One is uh, it's directed by the guy who directed Borat, um, but it is a, a based on a true story, which is one of those loosely based on the true stories. The story about Nick Cage as a fat balding man who um, has no purpose in life uh, and believes that God is talking to him. Uh, God, by the way, is played by and voiced by Russell Brand. Um, right. And he's asking him to travel to Pakistan um, and uh, capture Osama bin Laden. So Nick Cage, speaking in a really strange voice, uh, travels to Pakistan uh, and um, tries to track down Osama bin Laden under the um, guidance of God, played by Russell Brand. Well, that sounds lovely. Yes, it's called Army of One. It's out on VOD in November, uh, and I will be watching it. Oh, yes, I think I shall be as well. Very good. Yeah, uh, and the other one is the uh, the second trailer for Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, I was already in, you know what I mean? Um, the, I, I don't know. I don't think there's too much more to really say. It's just, all right, let's watch the film now then, you know? Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Yeah. It's, I, <sighs> Do you know what I, I, I am starting to like about it? The fact that it's 
it feels like what it is. It's it feels already from the trailers like it's a Star Wars movie, but it's not one of those Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and the fact you already get that from a trailer is quite nice. And also, um, there was some some decidedly Kurosawa esque uh, shots in that trailer. Mm. The uh, Mads Mikkelsen in a in a field and everything like that 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 looks a, quite well not a little bit that looks very Kurosawa uh, eh so um yeah I'm excited for it I'm excited for it it's a really nice cast um it's it's a fun idea of, of taking like say it out of the the Star Wars world but but still having it be that and having it linked back um and I'm just it's interesting how it's going to how it's gonna play really to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is it. It's um, I th- I think it's the most important Star Wars movie so far. Yeah, I th- I think that's I think that's totally fair. Like the reaction to this from from the general public is going to be fascinating. Like, is it going to make yeah. it as much as Episode Seven? No, but no. how close is it going to get? You know, it's I- got to it's it, it's got to make a billion dollars, which is which is which is baffling. The fact that that this movie has to make a billion dollars, but the thing is, it probably will. Mm. Yeah, even though it's interesting that, like, unlike Episode 7, like, everything else isn't kind of, like, it's not clearing a path for itself. It does feel like there are other films that are going, like, yeah, we'll give it a go. Like, the the, uh, Passengers, the uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt one, um, I think comes out in the US, maybe the UK as well, like, the week after... Um, yeah, you know, so and it, you know, again, kind of sci-fi as well, you know, and, and that that's interesting. However, I mean, the, 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 I don't know, the visuals are different. Just the production design looks interesting. It's in a Star Wars world, but in different places. Um, ben Mendelsohn as the I, I, who I think is going to be the main villain of the thing. I think Vader is yeah. in. I think Vader is in there, but he's not going to be central. He's going to be like Mark Hamill in the what is it, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, you're going to have a couple of shots, I reckon. I, I don't know. I think I think we're going to have we're going to have some stuff between him and and Ben Mendelsohn. Um, mm. You know, but I think it might just stay there. I don't think Vader's going to get directly involved. Um, so I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that po- the new poster that came out last week as well with like Vader kind of like faded in the background in the top right is awesome as well. Um, so yeah, I. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm a little wary about the amount of new characters we have here and who's going to get like prominence. And are you going to have characters you're thinking, I wish I had a bit more of them. And it does feel like this will be a standalone one in the end of the day. We know where this leads. We, we absolutely yeah. know where this one leads. And, you know, if these characters like weren't mentioned in Empire Return of the Jedi, then how important are they going to be going forward? I mean, I would love it if it is just a standalone story. It's just two like two hours with this lot and, and you're done. I wonder how up for that Disney are, though, because, you know, you've got Felicity Jones, who is uh, like quite an in-demand actress at the moment. You know, she's Oscar-nominated. She's a, she's a, a, she's a, defo, a definite and up-and-comer. Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's a movie star in the fucking waiting, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like Alicia Vikander kind of stole her place in the queue, but Felicity Jones is still in the queue. Um, oh, yeah. 
you know, so it, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very, very interested. I obviously am interested. It's a week before Christmas. I think I've already said before, if we get a Star Wars film every year until uh, uh, every Christmas until the day I die, then cool. I'm fine with mm. that. Yeah, I, I'm happy if, if, if it becomes a Christmas tradition. Yeah, straight up, you know, and and yeah, long may it continue. Hope it's good. I mean, Gareth Edwards, bit of a let's see how this goes and you know the the reports of reshoots and stuff is a little troubling but we shall see how it goes yeah i mean the thing is reshoots would normally like you say set up a lot of alarm bells but i think the fact is that with this um with these films there's so many balls up in the air at the same time so while this is going on something else is already going on that something else is already going on it could be that they've gone do you know what? Do you know what the problem is? What we've we've just changed this bit a little bit. So could you just go back and just change that bit? Or we like that. We're just wanting to put that there. So could you just move that to there? Well, it's a tonal yeah, sure. thing, apparently. Like Disney. Ah, that is worrying them. Yeah. <laughs> After the success of the Force Awakens, Disney's less, lesson from that was basically, oh yeah, you know, you were saying before that you wanted Rogue One to be like a war film and be like a standalone genre piece. Make it more like the Force Awakens. Make it. Make it more straight up family friendly. Have some more comedic stuff in there, and uh, you know, uh, really, because the tone of that first trailer is not that at all. Yeah, that's that. That's mildly worrying, but we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. We'll see. I, I, obviously, I'm up for it, and uh, yeah, good shit. Cool. So, um, I'm actually going to propose that we do a, a little bit of what we watched before we get into the Dan Brown stuff, because I've only got two things to talk about anyway. Oh, that's cool, yeah, I've, I've only got a couple anyway. Yeah, um, because I re-bought the Xbox. By the way, I, when I edited the show, I put in a little thing, like, when I when I said that I don't have a games console at the moment, I was like, editors know I got an Xbox One S three days later, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I, quite a bit of time's been taken up by Battlefield 1 and Gears of War 4. i just got to say, I've never played a Gears of War game before. Gears of War 4 is like the start of a new story in it so it felt like an appropriate place to go looks really good hdr is is very cool with games uh it's only there's only two games on xbox one at the moment that do hdr it's that that and forza horizon 3 but when there are explosions holy shit it looks amazing Um, i bet it does yeah so yeah no um but yeah i'll I'll be through that in the next few days i'm only buying it for the campaign then i'm selling it battlefield one looks fucking amazing it's kind of like that it's intense it's really really intense like the prologue of the single player is basically you you get a screen saying you are expected to die and then you're playing and basically you die and then the screen goes blank black and it comes up with the character's name and the year the, the years of like birth and death and then it switches to another person on the same battlefield, and it's the same. It's just you got to, like you're just trying to survive for as long as possible. Then you die, and it does that like eight or nine times. It's like what the fuck? And then like, a, mm. and then and then there's like a, a, a something happens that actually kicks in. It's like it's quite an interesting uh, thing. Apparently, in the in the first proper mission, you play as a carrier pigeon at one point, <laughs> um, which <laughs> sounds like it could be awesome or terrible but uh, i i'm very much enjoying that as well but anyway um two things i watched ghostbusters extended edition um, oh me too yeah so um i watched it with donna donna said 
I'm enjoying this, but women don't speak like this to each other. And yeah, maybe maybe that's a point. <laughs> you know, like it, it, I, I, I mean, it was co-written by a by a woman, but like the you know the extended edition does kind of feel like it's got a lot of additional. Well, there's a whole new character in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 so you know, the, I don't know. The kind of it does rear up the more lowbrow stuff a bit more. It does a little bit, yes. Um, and I'm well, not, I, I'm I watched sure it with that works. Yeah, go on, go on. I watched it with Bex, uh, and at the end of it, she'd said, you know, that's annoying. She said, what? She said well, the fact that we're probably not going to get a sequel because that's re- that was really fucking good. And she was one of those where she watched the trailer and went, don't get it. Mm. Not don't appeal to me at all. But yeah, I, yeah, it, I, I, said, I still think it holds up really, really well. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, the, the extended one is two hours 15, which is quite long. Mm. And to be fair... We did not need that boyfriend character at uh, all in the slightest, uh, and then that would have shaved off like five minutes straight away. I mean, it was worth it for one moment where there's a scene where Kristen Wiig's talking to him and Leslie Jones and Melissa McCarthy are what? No, and, and is it? It's either Melissa McCarthy or Kate McKinnon. Shit, I can't remember. But Leslie Jones is there, and the other one says something, and she genuinely looks like she breaks. There's like, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I can't remember what it is she says, but yeah, she does look like she's. Yeah, like, like they can't. And she just pissed herself. Like, yeah, yeah, which, which is awesome, you know. I mean, it's just it's, it's fun and it's natural. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 annoyed that we're not going to get a sequel as well. You know, it just it just didn't do well enough. And it the thing is, I mean, releasing it when they did was probably not a great idea. Like, if if they'd brought it out now, or like in March or April, it would have been fine. Yeah, but they're, they're July, they didn't know they? they went they went for a big fucking Straight summer. Straight up summer blockbuster, and it just, no, just no. It, it, it's, th- that cast, I feel like that cast is more, maybe more well-liked in the industry than it is by the public. Well, let's, let's be honest, out of that cast, uh, out of the, the you know, the, your main five actors out of it, I don't think there's that many people outside of the States generally that know who Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones are. I, I think there's a lot of people who don't really know who Kristen Wiig is, to be fair, outside yeah, of Bridesmaids, yeah, you know. That, yeah. So, you know, the, the most recognisable stars in there are Melissa McCarthy and, and Chris Hemsworth, without question. And Melissa McCarthy is pr- kind of playing against type. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's the, one of the more quiet ones, you know. I mean, like, the really comedic character in that lineup. Uh, characters are Chris Hemsworth and Kate McKinnon, really. I mean, Leslie Jones certainly has her moments, but Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy are actually keeping it pretty low-key. Yeah, and it, like I say, it is more Hemsworth and, and McKinnon. Hemsworth's brilliant thing of whenever th- anything's loud, he grabs his eyes, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah Donna, Donna fucking loved that. The, Mike Hart as well was just inspired. <laughs> yeah, which apparently he just came up with. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I heard, which is which is incredible. So yeah, I mean, it you know, it it it's a shame. It's a shame. It is, it is a crime shame. You know, you you kind of you do. Um, I bought it in in the hope that me having gone to see it in the cinema and bought it on digital download uh, will will kind of make them go. Do you know what? A lot of people bought it on download and shitloads of people are watching it on Netflix. When it comes on Netflix, that might make them go. Fuck it, go on then, because <laughs> the merch sold loads and all this lot. But 
as Vega said, he'd come out and said, not, not like a week ago, said, you know, there's been no movement on a sequel at all. We're all there to do it if we can, but I think they're just waiting on how it does on home digital. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not being able to release in China because it's about the paranormal was obviously a problem as well. Um, yeah. Considering like the market that it is now, but yeah. So Ghostbusters, and I watched the Greasy Strangler. Um, oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, um, which I think played at like Sundance, and it, it, it actually had a fantastic fest logo at the start, and it's um, produced by that Tim Lee guy um, uh, and Elijah Wood, I think. Uh, also executive produced by Ben Wheatley, which is weird. Um, and uh, yeah, story is. Father and son, Ronnie and Brayden, uh, they do walking tours about famous locations in disco history. Um, on one of the tours, there's a girl who Ronnie ta- no Brayden takes a liking to. Ronnie does as well. Ronnie the father, um, but Brayden and and the girl who I cannot remember her name. Sorry, um, they they start a relationship. All the while. A series of greasy stranglings are taking taking place, where a monstrous figure covered in grease um, is going around strangling people. Uh, the greasy strangler is Ronnie. That's not a spoiler. Um, and through the film, you get very very silly practical effects kills, uh, fake full frontal nudity, which makes you feel ill. Um, a soundtrack which. Um, is kind of nails on chalkboard, um, and a general fe- feeling of I feel a little bit ill watching this. Saying that, I found a lot of it fucking hilarious. Um, there, there's, there's. I mean, for those who have seen it, the free drinks se- uh, scene towards the start of the film, I had to pause it because I was laughing so much. Um. um I mean, the actors, it's basically, it does feel like it's amateurs um, acting and fair play because you kind of have to wonder what what serious actor would look at this and actually go uh, and <laughs> do that, you know. So it's, um, yeah. Um, uh, the it, Despite everything, I still didn't see the last five, ten minutes coming. Um, it kind of has to be seen, um, but you'll probably want to have a wash after um, which, which I'm sure is the effect, you know, 100%. I think the, the, the director, Jim Hoskin, I think his name is, he's done what he set out to do. Um, I'm not sure I'm ever interested in watching anything he or anyone really involved with the film does ever again, frankly. Um, but I am kind of glad it exists. It's I describe it on Letterboxd as John Waters' Napoleon Dynamite if Waters was having erotic dreams about a George Foreman... Um, uh, grill and the grease tray. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, make of that what you will. It, it, it's fascinating. I can't wait to hear what you think. I'll be watching it at some point this week. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's like four pound fifty to rent on iTunes. Don't fucking buy it. Jesus <laughs> Christ, don't buy it. But yeah, I'm I'm glad it exists. It's um. Between this and Swiss Army Man, I definitely prefer Swiss Army Man. Um, but having these two films out there is weirdly comforting to my cinematic soul. 
<laughs> so that's that's something at least. But yeah, I mean it's fucking gross. Anyway, uh, Mark, yes. Uh, what else have you watched? Yeah, uh, only only a couple uh, to have for mine before we, we enter the uh, Langdonathon. Um, <laughs> I watched the uh, uh, 2003 film The Core. Um, oh shit! Have you watched that? Yeah, uh, starring Aaron Eckhart, uh, Hilary Swank, Daryl Lindau, Stanley Tucci, uh, DJ Quails, Bruce Greenwood, and a whole host of kind of like, is that, that's that guy who was in that thing. A lot of those. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, this was like a big kind of like, it, this one of the sort of March blockbuster type movies um, that came out. Uh, so the story for the card that anyone who, who hasn't seen that doesn't know, uh, essentially Aaron Eckhart plays a, uh, a scientist who discovers that there's all these sort of anomalies uh, happening across the globe and works out that the reason why all these anomalies are happening is because uh, the magnetic uh, poles of the Earth are being thrown out of whack because the the uh, molten core in the centre of the Earth has stopped spinning, essentially. Um, so he takes these filings to Stanley Tucci, who is also a renowned scientist, but who renowned scientist who works with the government, and they take it to all the governments of the world and say, look, essentially within within a year, or within two years, I think it might be, there will be no planet because of all these science things. Uh, so they tunnel down into the Earth to get to the Earth's core, to blow it up, to potentially to jumpstart it. And that's what happens. Um, I mean, this was made in 2003, um, and the the effects we watched it and Bex there's a certain effect where uh, by it shows you uh, Hilary Swank and Bruce Greenwood when they're on a um, a spaceship essentially is the best way to describe it uh, a space rocket or whatever it is um, in, in space and Bex said oh my god that looks like a shitty screensaver <laughs> uh, which is is quite true it did look like a shitty screensaver. Um, and this movie wasn't cheap, you know. It was it was like ninety million dollars in in two thousand and three. Uh, but yeah, it, the effects haven't aged well at all, at all. Uh, which kind of does take you out of the the story, which is already a little bit kind of meh at points. Uh, so yeah, it's. It, <laughs> I'd say it was a fun rewatch to go back and rewatch it, but it's two and a bit hours long, so it kind yeah, of. Yeah, if it had been like an hour and forty-five, maybe, but it, it it isn't. It's you know, it's two and a bit hours long, so I, I was a bit uh, <laughs> uh during it. But of course, it does contain uh, unobtainium as well, um, the material that they then used in Avatar later on. That was yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that's quite amusing hearing that mentioned. Um, sort of like six years before Avatar claimed that they kind of invented it. Um, as a of fact, I think it was written about in a uh, a novel in like the turn of the century. So, <laughs> uh, rewatched uh, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs uh, because it happened to start when I sat down at one point and thought I'll watch this for ten minutes and then you know, an hour later, an hour and a half later, it finished and I went, "That's done, fucking great." <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, yeah, but. Do you know what the weird thing was? All the way through it, it wasn't until it finished and it came up and said, directed by Phil uh, Lard and Christopher Miller, that I went, fuck, it was them two, of course it was. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's weird that that was kind of like the start of, of what they did and now look at what they're doing now. Um, 
is is kind of it's kind of weird um, to think that that was the you know the surprise hit that they had that gave them you know the the, the Jump Street movies and the Lego movies and then you know, are they doing a the Han Solo movie? I think are they doing? Uh, yes. Yeah. Good. I thought I, I, I was saying. I thought I just completely fucking imagine that, or is that actually a thing that's happening? Uh, but yeah, it's 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 so weird that movie, <laughs> but in a magnificent way. Yeah, it. I don't know. It does ever so slightly feel like it's maybe more for the parents than it is for the kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the, I, I, the bit where Andy Samberg's character kind of becomes the chicken is. Um, yeah. A hell of a thing. Yeah, I ate chicken rent. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Mm. But it, it, it's fantastic that, that that again that that film is around. Um, there's some great great bits in it. Um, and finally, I watched uh, Internal Affairs, which I've not seen since VHS days. Um, the Mike uh, Fergus um, Henry Dean written movie, um, starring Richard Gere and Andy Garcia. Uh, where I honestly, it's it, 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 it's a sort of film where I watched it and I thought, ah, this seems like the sort of thing that I would watch a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a crime thriller about dodgy cops set in uh, in LA, uh, where you've got Richard Gere playing a an arsehole cop who basically just intimidates people and fucks everyone's wives and stuff. Um, and it was it, it was pretty good. It was very entertaining. Um, but it is again, it's. Two and a bit hours long, it, you know, you shave off twenty minutes, and I think people would still be watching this movie quite a lot now. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you do feel yourself kind of going, <laughs> "Come on, hurry up a little bit." Uh, and it's it's very low key in terms of its setting. It's not. It doesn't feel like the most polished of of movies. It feels very kind of like uh, it's feels very much like I don't know maybe it was it was a lot lower budget than they expected it to be or it's purposely gone for a kind of um, that kind of aesthetic but everything's kind of like dimly lit and the whole everything feels sort of smaller than you than you'd think it would be if it was I mean if this film was around now it would be directed by somebody like David Ayer or Anton or something like that uh, and it, you know, it, it might even still start fucking Richard Gear in some capacity, uh, but you get the feeling it'd be a little bit more, it'd be, it'd be a little bit bigger and less focused in on on these these certain things. But it was it was still quite entertaining to rewatch. But it, it could do with having a bit of that padding taken out of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 it. That's all I've, I've watched this week. Um, and also. Um, the uh, second part of season one of The Ranch uh, came on uh, Netflix, so I powered through that as well. Oh yeah, you still enjoying it? Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's 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 a fun kind of family dynamic about a family that that kind of that do love each other, but express it by constantly telling how much each other how much they fucking hate each other uh, and getting drunk. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's it's that's a lot of fun, and it's a good it's a good half an hour. And I think yeah, I always need like a half an hour show that I can go to. Yeah, nice. That I've now powered through and I've not got anyone. <laughs> no, it's uh, from Friday. It's going to be all about the Black Black Mirror for me. I'm going to try and get through that as quickly as bloody possible. At least there's only six of them. 
So, uh, I can't, I've never watched any of those. Oh, mate, I tell you, I mean, like, not all of them work, but the Christmas special, which was, like, the last one they did, um, is, like, the, the darkest bloody thing. I mean, it's, like, it's impressively grim. Um, I'm, I'm, I might have to give them all a go before getting on to this. Yeah, I, I'd like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like, they've got, it looks like they got a bigger budget, and they, they've kind of got. Well, Netflix have took over, haven't they? Yeah, and they've gone to a kind of America with it as well. Um, and I mean, like, one of them's directed by Joe Wright, and it's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. You know, so it's. Um, I don't know. They've, they've, they've got some interesting talent going on in there, so we'll we'll see. I know Donna's already said she doesn't. She's not sure whether she has the stomach for it anymore. So uh, not because it's gory or anything, just because it's fucking unsettling. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, maybe maybe I'll talk about that next week. Um, all right. So uh, the Robert Langdon saga. Um, so 2006 is the Da Vinci Code. What version of this did you watch? Uh, I think it was the extended. Was it nearly three hours long? I don't think. No, I don't think so. There's a nearly three hours long version of it. Yeah, 173 minutes. <laughs> wow, you watched that? Yeah. yeah that, that wasn't the version I watched this time, but I have watched that, I think. Yeah, it took me four days. I literally wow. I started watching it on Tuesday... And I finished watching it on Friday. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, so, The Da Vinci Code, 2006, based on the uh, the, the novel by Dan Brown as these all are. Um, Tom Hanks, uh, Audrey Tattoo, Ian McKellen, um, uh, Alfred Molina. He's, yeah, he's in this one, isn't he? Uh, Paul Ben. Yes, he is. Uh, Jean Reno. Uh, interesting cast. Good cast. Yeah. Um, and you know this was this book was the hot shit in the mid noughties um yep, and absolutely. i mean it was really really hotly anticipated this um so story is tom hanks is uh robert langdon a uh historian uh professor man who uh is giving a lecture in paris um and is told that someone he was due to have a meeting with um has been killed. Uh, Jean Renault plays this French police chief who uh, actually thinks that uh, uh, Langdon killed him. Uh, Langdon didn't. He was killed by Paul Bettany, who played Silas? Silas. Yeah. Uh, a, a kind of an albino, uh, self-flagellating monk uh, who is in the uh, kind of employ of Alfred Molina's corrupt uh, priest, who is trying to prevent the discovery of something that will essentially ruin organised religion, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Yeah. So, um, yeah, The Da Vinci Code. Uh, I mean, Mark, Mark, what what do you think? Well, the thing is, I, 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 had you read the... Did you ever read the book? The I, I, I started, but I just... No, nah, it was... No. Yeah, I read it, and I, you know, it, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I read it in in the, the setting that this that the book was written to be read in. Oh, I read it... Nice. Huh? That's going to add a bit of flavour. Nice, yeah. Uh, I, I read it um, on a sun lounger, um, and read it, and went, 
That was entertaining enough. I, you know, I, I got that amount of, 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 of enjoyment out of it in drinking it in the sun, um, whilst, um, yeah, whilst drinking Corby's Mountains of San Miguel. So, yeah, that, that was, that was what I, I got out of it and I, I enjoyed it for those, those reasons. Um, and to be honest, when the, the film came out, I wasn't one of those going, oh, I can't wait for this to, to come out because I was going, you know, I can see how it could be a movie, but it, it, it just seems like it could be a pretty dull, they go from here to here to here to here to here to here to here, to here, to here movie. That's kind of what the Da Vinci Code is. They, they do spend their time going from here to here to here to here to here. Um, but you know what? I have fun with them going from here to here to here to here and sort of sending you on a mini kind of um, beginner's guide to fucking conspiracy history, um, which is fun. You know, it, it's it's a weird thing. I think there's I think that the, the within especially for this one, because this the reception this movie uh, got. Um, sets the tone for the reception that, that the two movies we're going to talk about subsequently um, have, have kind of been carried forward from. In the fact that there is an awful lot of intellectual snobbery around uh, the Da Vinci Code and the subsequent movies, uh, you know, since, and it's kind of a bit like, do you know what? Fuck off! It's kind of not for you. Um, film can be for everyone this is a big budget when was it released i think it was released it was it was a summer blockbuster i believe um and people kind of enjoyed it people enjoyed the idea of going to the cinema to see a tom fucking hanks movie where it's this kind of mystery and there's you know there's a religious occultish element to it whilst also there's this wonderful beautiful french lady in it and then we've got ian McKellarie's in it as well and you know oh and paul bettany isn't he a bastard and all of these <laughs> things and, and, and that are going on within it and they're going on this journey yeah it, it, it's silly but it's still fun at points and it's still interesting at points and it's wacky listening to Ian McKellen going through this this crazy kind of theorising that he's got about the Holy Grail actually being a, a womb rather than a an actual cup which is the um, religious perceived point you know it throws up a lot of ideas and yes it tackles in a dumbfounded way the ideas that religion is yes a good thing for some people but it's also a tool of hatred, violence, and oppression. And this kind of all those things thrown together in a fucking Tom Hanks mystery movie. <laughs> it's just weird, but I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't... And I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm, you know, I'd love to say I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'm just not <laughs> ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, th- I, 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 I mean, I'll say I think Angels and Demons is better, and I actually think that's got a more interesting Ooh. debate going Ooh. on in it. Yeah, which we'll get to. Um, however, as a kind of trashy, with ideas way above its station, sort of blockbuster, um, I, I, I have some fun with it. It's... The version I watched is insanely too long. I cannot imagine watching it in one sitting. 
I, I think I have watched. I'm sure I've watched that version once. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you what what was added to be honest with you, um, because I mean, like literally, the last time I saw Da Vinci Code was in the cinema. Um, even though I've got to say, if it was if it was a twelve, which I think it was, I think maybe there was some extra flagellation. Um, but I, I really. There's some really good production value shit to this. This looks expensive, and I I enjoy that. I enjoy Tom Hanks and Audrey Tattoo pottering around these places. It's kind of a hallmark of the series as a whole, pottering mm. around these places and like the filmmakers getting this access. Um, yeah, and it, it it does make you kind of at points go. Kind of like to visit that at some point, actually. Straight up, I mean, like the very end of the film where Hanks is by himself, um, it, like uh, wh- wh- wherever the fuck he is, I can't even remember. The Louvre, the Louvre uh, you know. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, the lighting is great, the music stirring, the main Robert Langdon theme is yeah. lovely. I fucking love that theme. Yeah, Hans Zimmer's scores for for these movies are are very good. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, they, they fit the tone of the, that the movie's going for so well. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I, we'll get into it, but the scores of Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons are quite different from the, the score mm. for Inferno, but I think that's apropos. Um, but yeah, just watch it. It just it looks really good. High production value. The, the visualizations of history in this. Um, are really well done. The kind of the weird kind of like faded them walk like them walking around in the real world with the faded stuff going on around them, and it's all yeah. graded and stuff. And you know, I, it's that's that's a nice choice. I think Ron Howard has a good eye, you know, and I I think they 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 make apart from the Ian McKellen lecture at three o'clock in the morning. Yet somehow he's got an entire PowerPoint presentation um, sequence. I think they actually actively try to make the exposition entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, Where I mean, but the Ian McKellen one is just like idea, 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 and it feels like it's about half an hour long. Yeah, but I think even that they kind of do explain it by the fact that he's 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 done this to entertain himself totally, and 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 he's done it to whenever he has guests over, he can say, look, look, this this is this. You even get um, Tom Hanks, uh, Langdon says to him, you know, could we do this without the 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 parlor tricks and the the theatrics? Uh, And yet he's like, no, give me my indulgences, which is basically going. I have spent fucking time learning how to use this shit, and I have developed this, my little fucking thing that explains all my crazy, how it's fine, you will allow me to do this because you are in my house. Yeah, no, 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 totally fair. I mean, does that make it good for a film? Maybe not. No, it, it maybe doesn't, but but it, it's still, I think it, it's fun within the setting of the movie. Sure. It gives you gives you an idea of his of, of the depth of his obsession. No, that's fair. That's that's totally fair. I, I, yeah. I I mean, it just um, I, I I don't know. I mean, like the relationship between Hanks and Tattoo is quite nice. I like that it's never romantic. Um, I I I I think that's that's a wise thing that they do they do with these films. Like they pair him up with an obviously younger woman, but there's no sexual tension whatsoever, and that's deliberate. I do. I like that, um, but I, 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 the the actual plot itself is is bobbins, um, 
I mean, it's very silly. Um, the ending where Sophie's grandmother just shows up, and it's like, what do they do? Does, do all the the people of this like secret society just live in the area? Yeah, girls living around that town in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, like, I, I just just mental. Um, but I like I'd forgotten that the kind of like the the main action as such ends with a good 25, 30 minutes of the film left to go. Cause then they go to that last place and then it, uh, you know, and, 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 and then, uh, Audrey tattoo drop, drops out of it. But then Tom Hanks goes back to Paris. So I like that. I like how understated, um, that, that stuff is. And it contrasts quite nicely with the albino monk assassin and grand church conspiracy. I, I like, how it just chills out towards the end. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, but the, the, the thing is, it is utter nonsense. And I, I, yeah. I couldn't call it, I couldn't call it good. And my, my, I, I am, I, I am touching cloth on it uh, because I don't think you can call it good. It's too self-indulgent um, and silly um, for me to call it a good film. But, I would probably watch it again. Well, I I, I have watched it more than once, so uh, yeah, so I I can I can really admit to that. I mean, I'm 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 I, I, I mean because because I've watched it uh, more than once, and I've watched it more than twice. So I, I can absolutely say that I I would be I would be lying if I said that I thought it was anything but definitely not Good shit. Um, because it's for me it's it's good kind of. Sunday night winter fodder sure, for me. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's yeah. that. It's that. You can stick it on at half past eight on a on a Sunday night and and go from there. And it, 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 that's where it's supposed to be pitched. And, uh, and it, it's nice for that. You can kind of switch off and go right. ease through it. And if you if you drift for five minutes while you're watching it, you know you can pretty much pick up back what's happened. And if you can't fucking matter really does it because i've already moved on to something else so yeah that's 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 what i said i i would i would be lying to myself and our loyal listeners if i said that i, I was the pitch as anything but definitely not shit nice okay so yeah. anything else on da vinci code no no i think i think, I think like you say i think there's 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 more interesting stuff to, to talk about in the upcoming two but what i will say is our poll um went out for the Da Vinci Code. Um, definitely not shit, 33%. Uh, touching cloth, 17%. And shit, 50%. Which, although that's shit, 50%, that, the, the, the touching cloth and definitely not shit being that high. Yeah, I'm surprised by that, actually. I, I'm, I'm surprised by that. And I, I'm, I'm comforted and warmed by it, I will say. I, 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 I will just say, I, I, I actually really like the character arc of Silas, like the fact that he is quite the tragic character. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he is. He, he's yeah, yeah. Like his his ending, like the realization when he's in that house, and he's he's set up. I, I yeah, and, and Alfred Molina, Molina's reaction as well. I like the fact that there is actually warmth between those two characters. And Alfred Molina yeah. isn't just using him. Yes, he's using him, but he also cares about him. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's, I think that's more interesting than it than you'd expect it to be. 
because he's a yeah. he's an albino assassin who self-flagellates. But yeah, he, he, yeah, he's he's a fully committed Opus Dei member, um, which you know is is in of itself a madness. Um, one really interesting, not interesting actually, vaguely uh, one kind of comical moment uh, in the movie is um, when Silas um, shoots uh, Alfred Molina's character and he runs over and then there's a um, a member of the armed police forces comes down the, the steps and shouts armed police uh, armed police force uh, freeze Silas turns around and shoots him in the leg. Now that is that is a, a British member of the police force getting shot in the leg. Did, did you notice? Did you notice what his reaction was? What? He goes, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> As he gets shot in the leg, he actually says, "Ow!" Okay, I didn't notice that. <laughs> which, which every time I watch it, still makes me chuckle at the fact that that he says, "Not ah" or anything like that. It's an audible "ow." Dearie to me. be shot in the leg. Deary me. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. So let's uh, let's do 2009's Angels and Demons, uh, which uh, yeah. So again, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, this time starring uh, Hanks, uh, Ewan McGregor, Armin Mueller style. Um, uh, mine's gone blank. Mine's gone blank. Mine's gone blank. Mine's Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård totally. Um, Good-looking Italian bearded man, Pierre Francesco Favino. Uh, that's that's him. Uh, Alet Zura um, and a bunch of Italians. Yes, uh, many many Italians. Yes. So this time, um, a physicist at the Large Hadron Collider is uh, killed, and um, some antimatter is taken. Uh, what's being done with this antimatter? Well. It's been hidden somewhere in a plot to um, by the Illuminati, or is it, to uh, basically shit up the uh, Catholic faith when uh, the Pope dies and there's uh, the conclave for the new Pope. Langdon is brought in um, to assist and is aided by uh, McKenna, played by Ewan McGregor, um, the Pope's kind of right-hand man slash um, kind of like surrogate son, uh, who also happens to know how to ride helicopters. Um, yes, he does, doesn't he? Yes. So, um, Angels and Demons. Uh, the extended edition was only eight minutes longer than the theatrical version, so um, it was two hours 26, which was way more manageable, and it only took me two days to watch this one. So, uh, yay. And uh, what did you think? I, I genuinely, I actually really quite like Angels and Demons. Uh, in, in a non-kind of, you know, I, I almost feel a little bit bad for, for liking it. I think it's, it, it's a more interesting story than The Da Vinci Code. Um, partially, I think, because it, it's, it, it's not throwing you into all these different places. It, it's all set around one place and you are you're you're working against time uh, whereas the Da Vinci Code although it is all set over a couple of days there's no time restraints within it as such uh, they're not working as the clock whereas within Angels and Demons they're working against the clock and the majority of it is all set uh, in in Vatican City um, also as well the, the whole Vatican City thing I, I is a kind of 
it's a draw for me anyway. Um, that idea, uh, it's it's got some good performances. It's, I think it's, it's a tighter script uh, having uh, David uh, Kett on board. Uh, writing for it, which you know sometimes is good, sometimes is bad, but this time it's it, it's beneficial, I'll say, um, to, to to certainly the movie. I, I think Hanks feels a little bit more bedded in the character, um, not as confused by the character as he did in the Da Vinci Code, um, which is quite nice. And there's a little bit more. It takes away from the silliness and adds a little bit more kind of sort of sinister darkness to it. Um, in terms of for, for what's what's going on, they're not they're not trying to. Whereas the last one was it was trying to bring down the church. This is trying to fucking bring up the church from the inside. It's 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 quite an interesting um, concept for it. So yeah, I actually really quite like Angels and Demons, and there's some nice shots in it. Yeah, I I genuinely like this film. Um, again, it looks really nice. Um, the historical stuff is is quite interesting, but the conversations of science versus religion and how science and religion can can work together, um, I actually thought was of interest. I really, I think Hanks play plays it really well. Um, you know, the, the I, I I like that he you know. He's maybe not particularly a man of God, but he pre- he, he respects those who are. Um, he, he works he works in that in that environment, doesn't he? You know, in symbolism and things like that. Symbolism, obviously, if you trace it back with symbolism that still exists, it is is largely to do with with religion uh, as is history because it was written by the religious. Um, it, so he's got to work within it. So you're getting a feeling that he, he has a lot of kind of respect for it but also as well he's he's very much seems like he's gonna play he's gonna play it nice because then he can use it later <laughs> yeah no no sure i, I yeah i i, I again i mean the, the thing is i mean there is there is silliness to be to be had here um the aforementioned ewan mcgregor helicopter stuff is <laughs> stupid um yep. i also i also love by the fact that nobody says, huh, so we can fly a helicopter then? Yeah, yeah. Did not know that. Can't understand why a poor Irish uh, priest who became the uh, Camagula would be able to fly a helicopter. Actually, they give some exposition earlier on. He did relief flights. Oh, of course he, he did. Yes, you're right, yeah. Still doesn't explain why. No, I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> but I also, I love... <laughs> Just that bit. There's no time. I'll take it up alone. No, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, that makes less sense. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> You've just been branded. It, it, yeah, it's it's a fant- it's a fantastic idea. Um, I, I also his reaction to like he walks into that room, all the like the cardinals and whatnot, all kind of like look at him. <laughs> Nobody says a word, and what is his and reaction? Goes, Shit, I'm rumbled. I better set myself on fire. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's, it's I've rumbled, leg it. Damn it, I can't get out. Ah, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I... I it... <laughs> but there is also as well, once he starts burning, you, you can almost hear him just, just go, I regret this straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he's really, really in pain. Yeah, <laughs> this hurts. This hurts. My, my, my faith, my overwhelming faith, just 
has not made this any easier. Actually, weirdly, there's a death in the Greasy Strangler that's actually a bit like that, where he's talking through it. Like, he's getting <laughs> strangled, he's talking through it, and he kind of passes out at one point. He says, oh, but I'm still happening. Okay, I'm not dead yet. All right, I'm not dead. And then his last words are something like, oh, man, this is fucking awesome. And then, and then <laughs> it just dies. It's, anyway, um... Uh, yeah, I, I, so that's the, I mean, again, I don't know, Ewan McGregor is an Irish priest. It was around that time where it kind of felt like Ewan McGregor was doing any old shit. Um, uh, he, he absolutely was doing any old shit like he, at this point. He's, he's eased up on that quite a bit of late, you know, like it seems like McGregor only kind of turns up if he actually wants to do something now. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know, it, it's trashy. It, it, it. Uh, it's weirdly, it, it's quite the bridging film between Da Vinci Code and Inferno, where Da Vinci Code's kind of got none of the more pulpy kind of visceral stuff. Apart, I mean, the, the Paul Bettany aside, but that's only in moments. And then you got this, where it's like the, the guys on fire and screaming and stuff like that. And then Inferno, which we will get to, which kind of revels in trying to be disturbing imagery at times. Yeah, well, but the, the thing about Angels and Demons is it is Angels and Demons is it, it, it's like a hundred and fifty million dollar B movie almost. Yeah, uh, in a real fucking random way uh, that that kind of is carried on with Inferno. Yeah, I mean Inferno really like takes that mantle. Fuck, let's let's get to Inferno. But I mean, like Stellan Skarsgård is the most oh, I'm a little bit suspicious right from the start, so I'm obviously not the bad guy character. You'll... Yeah, you, you, you don't cast Stellan Skarsgård and get anything but that, it's, do you? It's either he's playing nice and it turns out he's the bad guy, or he's playing bad and he turns out to be the good guy. Yeah. It's the inverse of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, this. Yeah. You know, so, it, it, yeah, I mean, that, it's just it's what Stellan Skarsgård does, bless him. Um, uh, Alex Zero kind of brings nothing to it, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> No, uh, no, she isn't. She, she, she is 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 the pretty and as smart as Robert Langdon, woman who runs around, kind of acting not quite as smart as Robert Langdon, yeah, kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, to be fair, Audrey Tattoo's kind of in, in in the same ballpark. I mean, they they play with that with with Inferno, so you know, yeah. um, you know, again, very obviously, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So I, th- there you go. I mean, it just it's. But the, like I say, like it's pacier than the Da Vinci Code, thank fuck. Well, yeah, that is that is one interesting thing is it, it's it's already sort of fifteen twenty minutes shorter uh, than Da Vinci Code um, standard versions um, anyway. So yeah, it, it, it's it's polished up, which does seem like the, the, a bit of the meandering that happened uh, within the script of uh, Da Vinci Code isn't there. Yeah, as much. Yeah, no, quite. Um, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, it's Hans Zimmer's score is still solid as fuck. Um, I, I, I mean, I even even little things like I really like the um, the way that the logos at the start. It's almost like the kind of like the the, the kind of the, oh, the the bokeh effect. I think they call it um, on on the. Um, oh, fuck, what am I trying to say? Like where the Imagine Entertainment logo comes up, and it's kind of like circular and almost like you're watching it yeah. through water or something like rain or something um mm. I, I i like i really like that um 
And I mean, Hanks is entertaining, and he gets to push a bookcase over. Um, yeah, and it, 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 it's cool again. It's really, it's, it's incredibly polished in the sense that you've got, um, you know, with the way that it looks, and it looks, it looks expensive, and you look at it and you go, "Fucking hell, that that that's the Vatican Library." And it isn't. It's an artist impression of the Vatican Library, um, but you know, it, it's 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 it, it feels rich in it itself absolutely absolutely yeah um so yeah definitely not shit yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm equally i'm definitely not shit. i, I genuinely do think it, it, it it's it's a good kind of where's the last one it's a good sort of sunday night film this is more of like this is it is essentially like a genre film which is quite weird that it's 150 million pounds of stars Tom Hanks. yeah no sorry um, totally but again, he has form for it. Um, but yeah, Angels and Demons, um, definitely not shit. Twenty-seven percent, um, so lower than the Da Vinci yeah. Code. Touching cloth, twenty-seven percent, so higher than the Da Vinci Code, and shit, forty-six percent, so again lower than the uh, Da Vinci Code. So people are more warm towards it, but not quite as impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I go as far as the same. Uh, inferno. Inferno, inferno, inferno. Here we go then. Um, so, costs half as much as Angels and Demons. Uh, budget seventy five million this time. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Which, which, which is interesting. Um, it is very interesting. Yeah. So all spoilers all the time because there is spoiler spoilery so stuff this... to talk about. Yeah, go on. This has got to make about three hundred million dollars to to be a success. It'll be though. fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, it will. I mean, it will. Judging by the judging by the screen now, it's it. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, no, you're quite. Yeah, I mean, I, to be to be fair, I think they've kind of realised. Right, this is seven years since the last one. Dan Brown's not that much of a draw. Tom Hanks isn't as much of a draw as he used to be. Let's, you know, let, let's cut the budget here. And to be fair, I think you can tell. Um, it, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing. So, Inferno, uh, once again, uh, Langdon this time, um, wakes up in a hospital in Florence. Last thing he could remember, he was in, uh, Cambridge, I think. Um, yeah. and now he's. That's Cambridge, Massachusetts, not Cambridge. England, yes. though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, uh, got a graze on his head and he's suffering from short-term memory loss um and he's having visions of a kind of like an apocalyptic kind of scenario um felicity jones is his doctor and uh they very quickly uh are uh, running out of the hospital after an assassin tries to murder langdon um langdon it finds a bio tube thing which is unlocked by his thumbprint and uh leads him to the first clue to inferno which is a virus which um ben foster's character uh has created to try and save the world by decimating its population yeah um so there's not any talk about science versus religion here there's not really anything of any intellectual weight whatsoever in this one. 
I suppose you, you could you could say that it's the the idea of uh, for or, or the idea that how do we curb the population growth to save the planet would be an idea that that this film could pertain to explore, but it doesn't. It doesn't explore that. It doesn't. It kind of it, it, it kind of is about that, but it doesn't explore the the politics or the ideas or the anything to do with no, it. No, no. Um, also, also by far the shortest of, of the uh, yeah, of films. Yeah, under two uh, hours. Just yeah. under two hours. So, yeah. Um, this kind of just feels like contractual obligation to me. To be honest with you, it just it kind I I it just kind of feels like no one had any real passion for it. Uh, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what you think, but yeah, it just it kind of feels like one of the most unnecessary in a year in a year where it kind of feels like unnecessary franchise installments have been a thing. This kind of feels like a high slash low light delete as appropriate for me. I mean, what, what did you think? Well, we are all spoilers all the time, right? Right. Now. There's a, there's a uh, a twist within this movie, as of course that there there would be a twist in this movie. Um, what I will say about that is, there's a moment where I went where there's th- something happens, um, and my brain said to me in in my brain just said, yeah, there's no fucking way that Ben Foster's suit is gonna fit fucking Tom Hanks. That's just stupid. <laughs> That's a really good point. Uh, and, and, and that that was when she gave him the suit. So that is as early as I thought. So she's she's really? in love with. Really shit that yeah. early on. Eh? That that was that was at that moment where where I start when she said a suit. She said, "Oh, you know, who who's that? You know, oh, it's it's who's there? Do they live here?" And I thought, "There's no fucking way Ben Foster's suit's fitting Tom Hanks. He's like six one, and he's like." Five, eight, maybe at a push, and I actually thought in my brain that is quite literally like me wearing a suit you'd wear. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and, and that suit fits him and looks quite yeah, good. Yeah, no, it does. So I, I wouldn't think that. But again, um, it's yeah, uh, <laughs> right. This film has been fucking panned by yeah, people, yeah, yeah, by, by a lot of people. Um, yet I saw it with a lot of people. And as I was coming out, I heard a lot of people, and the general consensus from the lot of people I saw it with um, at a 20 past 11 on a Sunday morning screening was, it's all right, that, yeah, right? No one was good, that was amazing. No one was going, that was crap. Everyone was going, that was all right. Everyone left seemingly going, do you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy I spent my early Sunday afternoon watching that, right? And during like, the first hour, there's some... You know, yes, the story is, to use uh, one of your terms, Ian, is bobbins. It is. But there's some interesting kind of, or some nice-looking visuals within that as well. And I was sat there thinking, do you know what? And this was, by the way, only in the first hour. Didn't continue throughout it. (laughs) But in the first hour, I was thinking, hmm, let's say this is the same film. It's the same story, but it's not Tom Hanks. It's still Felicity Jones, but it's not Tom Hanks. Let's say it's Brian Cox, and it's directed not by Ron Howard. It's directed by Philip Ridley. People would be giving this film a lot more fucking slack, I'd say. 
and then it does descend into just being more of a Robert Langdon movie as as it goes on, and it just becomes about running from this place to this place to this place to this place, but without kind of some of the interestingness um, that the Da Vinci Code had and the impending doom that sort of Angels and Demons had. But again, I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have as much fun with this as I, di- I as I did with Angels and Demons, and I think it's probably only c- comparable to Da Vinci Code in my mind, quality wise, just because it's a hell of a lot shorter. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, the thing is, it's flimsier. God, yeah, it is. I, I, the thing is, I like Robert Langdon as a character, and I like Hanks yeah. Hanks in it, and because of the memory loss thing, he's not quite him for a good long while of the film. No, um, which... Which I think hurts yeah. it, you know. It does It does hurt it, and I think the fact that uh, it hurts it, and it, it's only kept on track by the fact that um, Felicity Jones is, is an incredibly charismatic um, presence on yeah, screen. Yeah, no, totally. No, totally. She, she, she's, she's a lovely presence to spend time with. Um, and that's not just because she's lovely to look at. She, she's quite, she's charming as, as an actress. Um, and, you know, she she plays it quite well, I think. She, she's a good actress. There's no, I think that's that's nice. Uh, 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 the fact is that she seems to have a lot more about her than, um, than the previous two um, young female uh, companions that he has in the first two. Um, I mean, I, 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 I really, I really enjoy how batshit the premise is that Ben yeah. Foster wants, he wants this virus to be unleashed. Oh yeah. So why not make it easy for yourself, bud? Yeah, why don't you fucking unleash it? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like it, it's a little bit like that. It stays. I, like, it's like I, 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 you know, I've made a trail for you. It's like why? why? <laughs> I, 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 I've made a trail for you um, to find it and to make sure it happens. But could it? But then wait a minute. Wait a minute. There. Um. I, I, just, just a second, Bertie. The problem with that is. Could somebody also find that and make sure it doesn't happen? No, 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 no. Oh, fuck. Oh, I've made a huge mistake. Uh, yeah, no. it, it, it is a little bit like that. It doesn't, it doesn't kind of make sense, does it? Because why does he make it? I'm, I'm guessing he, he makes it and then he comes up with the idea of, of how to dispense it and get it out there. Why does he go to... Dis- to disappear for two years. Why does he kill himself when he when it's already been planted? Why don't you just go? Oh, I don't tell you. Uh, yeah, I, I no. <laughs> I'm it's wrong and die in two days anyway. <laughs> it's just yeah. I I I. I mean, the, the book's different. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. The ending of the book it sounds quite it's interesting. Dark. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, maybe let's not talk about that here. Um. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have been ballsy, but it would have been completely tonally not in keeping with these films. Um, yeah. So you know, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that—that's the thing. I mean, so Langdon is just going. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand for about the like, the first act, and then yeah, and then literally gets his shit together. And then yeah, he starts getting his shit together. Um, but I, I, it's like I think they could have pl- played more with the um, like. 
you, you won't be able to believe what what you see kind of thing. And the only the only way they bring that in is where at first he's like, oh yeah, Omar Sai was the guy who approached me, and then a minute later he's like, no, he wasn't. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, you know, I I I I mean, and also I gotta say. If Felicity Jones wanted Tom Hanks to help her, I, I, it, like, is really giving him short-term memory loss the, the right way of going about it? Yeah. I, it, it, I don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 I think there could have been other ways of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It was weird that Ben Foster was in that role as well. Like, it, it kind of feels like he's a, he's a bit more of a picky actor than... Yeah, I'll turn up for ten minutes in a Robert Langdon film. But he, 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 I think it was. It, I don't know. He's a strange. He, he does feel like that, but he does crop up in in kind of things like this every now and again. You know, he, he's in Warcraft, um, and then he, you know he's in this, and you know he's throwback. He was in stuff like. You know the mechanic and things but, like yeah, that. He was in those films. I mean, he's a glorified cameo here. Like I'm, I'm yeah, kind of which, surprised which, it wasn't which, and Ben Foster. Yeah, it is. But I think maybe, as, as strange as it is, I think maybe it's to it, it's possibly because he's a recognisable face and he is. People might not know who he is, but they will recognise him. But also as well, it gets people like us going, ah, that's weird. What's Ben Foster doing yeah, in that's that? True. Because, you know, Ben Foster is that type of, of actor. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, they don't even play the Robert Langdon theme until... Like, I, I really... I, I can't stress how much I like that theme. Um, it is a nice yeah, theme. Um, but they don't even play that until, I think, the scene with the mask uh, is the first time yeah. you kind of hear it, and I think it rears up again towards the end. Also, I said this to you on WhatsApp, and that just reminded me about the mask... The, the most hilariously dumb final scene. And it's it's a kind of a trend through this film where Robert Langdon is a figure of suspicion for lo- a lot of this film. He is able to freely roam around places, yep. you know, very, very easily considering he's on like, uh, like lists and stuff. It, it's And the scene at the end where <laughs> he is the guy who stole the mask... Yeah, he, he's not suspected <laughs> of, of that. He is that. And they have proof. And, and, and yet, and yet, you know, he's able to just put it back and have a cheeky little, like, you should put the light on there. I mean, it's just, I, I, it's just, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And the thing is, that kind of, it, it, it is a little bit like, you do feel like saying to Ron, these are the things, Ron. These are the things that give people the ammunition. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, it's these are such weird films in Ron Howard's filmography. Um, I, I don't know. It just it kind of feels like him and Hanks just had a third one in their contracts that Sony could exercise the rights to like pull them into it, well, and it was just like no, apparently not. Um... Apparently, the, the idea was that they're, they're signed up, I think, for four. God, really? So they really? signed up for another one. It could, but this was... Um, they were signed up for this, but as long as it got made before a certain time. Uh, okay. Because the book didn't come out until 2013. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but it had to get made, I think, before that. And then it, it lapsed. But Ron Howard and Tom Hanks kind of had a conversation about it. And Tom Hanks said, you know what? I, I actually I actually really quite enjoyed playing the character. You know, I, I had fun with it. And, you know, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks has got two Oscars and has got a lot of money. He doesn't need to do stuff that he doesn't want to do now. He just does whatever he wants, essentially. And I think it was a little bit like he thought... Yeah, do you know what? Why not? Uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I, I mean, fair, fair enough then. Good for him. I, I, it just, I, 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 I don't know. It, it felt unnecessary. I will say, highlight the film Irfan Khan. He's a fucking <laughs> yes, beast brilliant. in this film. Like, yeah, when he's when oh, it's a great scene when he's trying to stage um, Omar Sy's death. Yeah. After his status, and he just sort of looks up and says, sorry about that. Oh, you've got to pull it out quickly before it, you know. And then he's wandering around trying to find something to hit him with. Yeah. And he just sort of goes, just remember to turn around for a second. And, and he goes, yeah, well, it's not our best work, but, you know, it'll do for the Italians. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good line. I, <laughs> it, it's just... And then when, it, when those two Turkish guys try to attack him, and it's almost like, Really? You're gonna try and do this to me? I will. I will fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I want to see more films of yeah, him. So do I. I really do. I, I, I love how it, it, it I, 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 it's just like when he's with um, Sid say Babette Nidson or Babette Sid say Newson, um, whichever way it is, and she's like, so. You've been undermining my organi- my 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 efforts for years. Blah 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 blah. And he's like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally does just, just say to her, yeah, I have. I have. So, I, yeah, I just like, so what do you want me to do? I'm sorry about that, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I love it. Like, when he, like, because the thing is, like, the trailers kind of almost make it seem like he's, like, he's in on it and he's a bad guy. But then when he sees that tape and it's him and his assistant, he's just like, well, I've got to clean up this fuck up now. And I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we fucked up here, didn't we? Yeah, I I, I don't know. His character feels like he's from a completely different film, and he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like, I'd like to watch it. I'd like to watch another film that he's doing. Maybe not like what? Not it's not one that he's the main character in. But I want to watch. I want more of him. Totally. Because I, I I think it makes sense that if Frank again, he's another really great screen presence. Absolutely. You know. He's, he's a wonderfully fun and playful um, screen presence that, you know, and he happens to be, you know, a very good actor. But it's, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a lot of fun in this. But the problem is, I think once Felicity Jones, once she once she closes that thing on um, on Tom yeah. Hanks and the reveal is there, her character just goes from being interesting to... <laughs> And it, 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 it's a bit of a shame that really. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, like I say, I mean, it was it was actually I, I thought it was pretty obvious what 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 was happening with her character as yeah. well. Um, I, it just like the whole way that she's really interested in Dante, and and, and it's like this is yeah. that's a coincidence. And it, it was, too much of I like God the scene in her apartment earlier on where she's like. Oh yeah, I'm interested in Dante. Gives a bit of exposition to Tom Hanks, and then Tom Hanks is like, "Oh yes, and and then just like expositions back at her." And it's like, right, you've got two people who both 
know the background of what each other are talking about, and yet they're still insisting on telling each other. Like, when she is giving exposition to him, I, yeah. it's just like, in what world is this conversation actually happening? I, I, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's silly, but... It doesn't look as good. The fact it was in a different aspect ratio bothered the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> like you know, same cinematographer. Yeah, same cinematographer, but like it, same director. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if that was a kind of a statement of we're being a bit more trashy here, you know, almost subliminally or something. But I mean, this maybe yeah, the score's not as interesting. Even little things like the fucking the, the fact that the title. The, the directed by, written by, blah, blah, are in the opening credits, not the ending. And, you know, you don't really have the chance to kind of revel in the Robert Langdon theme, which if I didn't mention before, I love. I, I, I love, I, and I know I mentioned that before. Um, I just, I'm a fan. Um, I, I it just, it, I don't know, it just, it feels like a completely unnecessary installment which will make its money back and make a profit and no one will ever talk about it again no no and and the thing is there's another there's another robert langdon book coming out next year uh and you get the feeling that if that book's a success and this movie's a success that in in, in two years time they might all sit around and go Mm, ah, fuck it, let's and do it. And I will watch it. <laughs> I will watch it, yeah. But it, it just, it wouldn't surprise you if they did that, because, you know, Hank seems like he enjoys the character. If he didn't, he, he just wouldn't have done this movie. Mm. And, you know, Ron Howard, I think, will look at it and go, do you know what, I've got sure fire hits with these movies, you know, for Imagine Entertainment, you know, in three movies, they've made you know, what will be, you know, what, 1.5 billion, probably, yeah, yeah. by the time they've all three have been finished, that's not bad. You know, <laughs> that's not bad for, for Imagine Entertainment, really, is it? Exactly, yeah. I, I don't know, I mean, I am, I am definitely shit on this, because it, it, it's not a good film, and I didn't have as much fun with it. Yes, you were. Am I? Am I definitely not shit? Or am I touching cloth? Do you know what? I, again, I, I think I, I'd actually put myself as touching cloth. But would I watch it again? Yeah, I probably will. So, am I more? And I'm not. I'm not saying I'll watch it again to drop, just sort of see where I sit on it. I'll watch it again out of entertainment. So I think that pushes me closer to definitely not shit. Okay. I, I, I don't think I would. That's the thing. The other two, I could totally see myself watching again. Um, particularly Angels and Demons, but nah, 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 that. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably definitely rewatch them all. And I'd probably rewatch Inferno before I'd rewatch Da Vinci Code. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, part, 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 I'll be honest, part of that is because it's lot, 25 minutes shorter. shorter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely not shit, 25%. Touching cloth, 17%. And uh, shit, 58%. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Which I'm, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough on that. Um, okay, so uh, there's no emails. Uh, we do have some Twitter something or other, though, don't we? 
We have a question, yes. Uh, do you have it? Yes, I do. Uh, Steve Dixon uh, at The Great SD. Uh, seeing Psycho 2 when I was about nine haunted me for years. Uh, what films messed you up as kids? Post-credits bit of Masters of the Universe where Skeletor comes out of the thing and says, I'll be back. Fucking... Oh, nice. I, I genuinely, I still, still wouldn't watch that. <laughs> um, what messed me up as a kid? Um, actually, do you know what? I'm gonna watch it now. I, I, I remember fucking, um, been really fucking quite shaken up by watching fucking Awakenings. <laughs> Awakenings, really? Oh, yeah. No, man. You see, sorry, I'm just watching it on YouTube now. Fuck. Like, the, his face. It's his face, man. It's fucking creepy. Oh, he's coming out now. Just... Oh. Fuck that noise. Oh, the universe. Master of the Universe, the film. Oh, just Master of right. the Universe what? post-credits. That's all you need on YouTube. Oh, no, I, I know. I know the thing, yeah. Oh. I, I think Master of the Universe was the first film I ever saw at the cinema. Really? Wow. I'm, pretty, I'm sure it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. I was in five. Oh, I don't like it. It's actually got my heart beating <laughs> a bit. Yeah, yeah, Awakenings uh, shook me up because it, it, it made me look at it and go, oh my fucking God. Imagine if that happened to you. That's um, true. So yeah, I, I, I think I was about 10 when I watched that. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. It's a fucking heavy film to watch when you're like 10. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been fucking terrified of getting like a mental fucking illness that left me fucking just, just unable to fucking, what is it? <laughs> unable to function normal life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was it. Awakening. Nice. I, I don't know. I, I have watched it since. You have. I haven't oh. watched it since. No, I will not watch Awakening because it still freaks me out. Oh. Yeah, Master Mas- Universe was the first film I saw at the uh, at the nice. cinema. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a good choice. And Oh fucking hell! Don't like that. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah, so, uh, right, next week, uh, Jack Reacher, never go back. Jack Reacher round. Nice. I'm so looking forward yeah, to it. I'm pretty pumped, man. I'm going to rewatch the first one and I'm going to, yeah. Let, yeah, I'm, yeah. I watched it not too long back. Yeah, I think I remember you say it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Why not? Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I am. I'm, it's, it's, it, I, I really enjoyed the first. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Sweet. So yeah, no, same. Um, so yeah, Jack Reach never go back. Uh, I need a wee and I need to go and be a dad. So uh, at Ian Loring, at dude Foz, at dude the monkey, dude the monkey at gmail dot com. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>